Hello, hello, hello. And we are back. Live with Professional Degenerate. Sorry, this isn't a live show. It will never be a live show. We'll always do fucking backdrop episodes. Won't we, James? We will, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even when we go to video format in a couple of months. Um, oh, I'm glad we're not doing that today. Not to yet. Not yeah. today. But, you know, someday when this podcast kicks off, just a, a little bit more. A little bit more, We're yeah. going to fucking have you back on, okay? So... Introduce yourself to my audience, James. Hello there, I'm James Wallace. I'm a new comedian. New comedian. New comedian, yeah. I've just just been starting out. Starting out? Well, you're starting out pretty well, I might say. Thanks very much. Yeah, I feel it went well. Uh, Give me a round of applause, guys. Is this your sound effect? And shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just started uh, very recently, but absolutely loved it. So it's something I want to pursue as a career, hopefully, at some point. Well, you know, you never know until you try. I think no. you're doing quite well after the two sets I've seen you do. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm doing it again tomorrow. I particularly like that. I mean, we have a, we, we both have a joke discussing sexism and transphobia, and I particularly like your one. Yeah. I, I was going to say, one, which one? I think my whole my whole act is, is I think your, sexist. Yeah, I think your joke is particularly clever, right? You know, that thank fucking you, yeah. whole bit about... Um, uh, what's it fucking the splitting the bill one splitting the bill splitting the that's bill, it yeah. that's it and then and then following it up with um, yeah and it's like see that joke was you know not transphobic it was sexist yeah you thought that was going to be transphobic turns yeah. out it's just sexist yeah. and sexism yeah. is wrong sexism is wrong and being wrong is for women yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> what a fucking cracker of a joke <laughs> thank you very much oh man and um, are you partaking in that special secret substance we talked about? The secret substance? Yeah, the special secret substance we said you wanted to do live on air. Oh, no, not today. Definitely not. No, Bugger! sorry. <laughs> I can't believe you bailed. I was about to, like, the other night. Yeah, um, no, I was I'm... About to I'm... Be like, oh, <laughs> I was about to come up and be like, okay, I don't think the, guard, the, 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 the bouncers have been, like, pretty chill tonight. <laughs> Do you want to? Can we go sort you out? You know? No, that would be great. I definitely do want to do a. Uh, are we allowed to say it on air? We do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Taking acid and a bunch. Yeah, we. A bunch we, of other just shit. Just a bunch of other shit. Yeah, concoction mm. of drugs. No, I definitely do want yeah. to do a, a drug taking episode. But yeah, today I'm not hungover. Fair <laughs> I'm enough. Fair enough. Well, um, but uh, yeah, like there's fucking you know nothing. There's it's not a fucking a great time to. And that's one thing, because I wanted to sort you out that night, but then you said you went to left. But the thing is, and I've learned this lesson before, if you walk into a nightclub and immediately beeline for the fucking toilets... Oh, they know exactly what you're doing, yeah. Exactly. Especially a gay club. They yeah. think you're either taking drugs or... Sucking someone or off. Or sucking someone off, exactly, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't think that would kick you out for sucking someone off, but taking drugs... Uh, no, not in my experience, no. Uh, <laughs> they don't care. Uh, um, which is a shame, really, because, you know, the, the, the people who usually cause trouble... At a nightclub, and not people taking drugs. It's usually the people drinking too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the worst nights I've had has been when I've not taken any drugs. I found that I get a lot more, like, horribly drunk and throwing up mm-hmm. when I just drink. If I do a bunch of coke and then go out, I can I can have a really... Oh, God, my mum probably didn't listen to this, but... <laughs> Who cares? Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, this is out there for my entire family here. <laughs> I, I doubt whether or not they're probably just like yeah we kind of knew we kind of knew Alex was up to this shit we but yeah since being in Australia I've definitely developed a drug problem and the problem being I can't get any drugs 
Yeah, that, that is a problem. That is a serious problem. Yeah, like back home, it's like 40 quid, you can get a gram of Coke, you can go out, and that, that can be your night, but here, it's like $300. It's a, it's and it's and it's not very stuff. good stuff. No, it's rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, psychedelic, like we have got pretty good cannabis, pretty good uh, psychedelics, but yeah, our coke game is is pretty weak. Yeah, I don't really get the. Cause I think it's because Australia has just made it so hard to get drugs into the country. Mm. So they've developed like this horrible meth addict problem. Yeah. So in England, we've got a lot of heroin addicts. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just, yeah, the solution to the meth addict problem is to develop a coke habit. <laughs> well, that's it. Like back home, we ha- in England, we have, we, we have a lot of heroin addicts, mm. but they just pass out in shop doorways. Mm. But in Australia, you get people, it's like, yeah. and they just run up to you in the street saying, ah. so you I'd, ra- th- I'd rather a heroin addict than a meth addict. I th- I concur. Like you, you put a very good put a very good argument forward. Let's let's get the country addicted to heroin, as well, opposed yeah, to exactly. addicted to. I think the yeah, audience with meth you can just make in your kitchen sink. You can just use a load of bleach. I don't I don't actually know the the chemical formula for it, but I feel it's like quite it's easy just, to make. It's just a bit of like bleach and some other chemicals and yeah. make it at home. Heroin is actually probably a little bit difficult to make because you need the poppy for. Well, exactly. You have to actually yeah. import it to the country. I don't think you can you can make it here. Yeah. But yeah, we. I'd rather a heroin, heroin addict over a meth addict any day. It's it's a it's a it's a fair point you make. It's a fair point you make. But I feel like psychedelics are within twenty years are twenty years away from being legalized, and THC or cannabis is probably about five to ten years away from being legalized, fully legalized as a recreational drug, does, um, yeah. which will be a day that cannot come soon enough, in my opinion. <laughs> Um, you know, once we legalize, because the same thing is, once you legalize it, you can put standards on it, right? You can yeah, put standards on the production of it, the sales of it, and you can tax it. So, you know, why not? Yeah, I feel like I'm just, uh, I stopped smoking weed a, a while ago. It just makes me tired. I'm not a huge weed person myself, no. but I don't mind it, you know. Uh, weed, weed can definitely be fun, a fun time. Well, I used to, I used to work for the railway in England. I worked for the railway for about nine years. I've been working on the railway. <laughs> but before I started, they they drug like they you had to do drugs test before you start. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drink out of the chalice if you like. Man. No, thank you. Mm. I like I like my guests to feel like a noble. And generally, <laughs> heavy, heavy as fuck chalice, heavy goblet. They they generally feel pretty kingly like. I do feel like a king actually now drinking this, although it's quite phallic shaped. So no. That thing. <laughs> That's a I bottle. Meant, I thought you meant the glass bottle. I didn't even notice that. How the fuck did you not notice that? <laughs> I don't know. It's just I'm not in my best shape today. Uh, yeah, a bit rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's been a he's on a been on a big night on the gear, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so No, it wasn't the gear. If it was the gear I'd be fine today. It was just drinking. Drinking. Just alcohol. Well, let's get into the questions involving comedy, because I mm. want to pick your brain about it, because I mean was very impressed with your set. What made you want to get into comedy and how long have you known you wanted to try comedy for? I've known I wanted to do comedy for years. I've been writing for many, many years, but I didn't know what I was writing for. Like, I didn't know if I was... All all the stuff I've been writing in my notes and in my books, I've just thought, this might be for a a writing project, something like that. I never really thought I'm actually going to go and go on stage and do comedy. Right. Uh, But it was actually... The main thing that made me want to get into it was my therapist. I, I was in therapy for a while. 
Right. Like I was very depressed and I was in therapy and I was making my therapist laugh and I thought, I'm either so pathetic that this trained prof professional is laughing at my life mm. or I'm genuinely funny. And she was saying to me, yeah, I th you, sh you should definitely try stand-up comedy. And I was like, okay, maybe I've got something here. All right. Yeah, and uh, never really thought I'd do it. Came to Australia. Um, and it, I think the gong show is a really good place to start. Mm. So, the, yeah, the gong show is like, you go on stage, you need to last three minutes. Um, kind of like my sex life. You you attempt to attempt mm. to last three minutes and then you run away in embarrassment. Mm. I mean, yeah, you, you attempt to last three minutes, but realistically, most of the first times you do it, you're only going to last two, yeah. especially when you have Sydney MCs hosting. <laughs> um, we won't talk about that. But, um, like, was there a definitive moment like for me it was seeing a billy connolly dvd which i think was the seed planting which made me want to do stand-up comedy right was there that kind of thing for you because your people have told me my style of comedy is a mixture of comedians uh are very good comedians so i'm honestly flattered to be compared to such great names but people have told me my style is a little bit reminiscent of jimmy carr um uh, fucking, um, oh, fuck. I, I've gone to Billy Connolly. Billy like, Connolly, people yeah. have compared me to, and, and this isn't saying great, like, I'm as great as those comics because, um, it's just a similar sound style. Exactly. Yeah, the way exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, the similar way you deliver in style. But your style is, I feel like, oddly reminiscent of Jimmy Carr, too. Jimmy Carr. But Carr's much more, not like a mixture like Myers. I feel like yours is. Still very much your own yeah, style. Uh, someone said uh, Gary Delaney as well the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah I they see said that. I, I reminded them of Gary Delaney. I, see that. I think that was just more my delivery. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is weird because when I first was thinking, oh, I want to do stand like years ago, like 10 years ago, mm. I was, I've, I've wanted to do it for a long time. But I, I was always thinking my style would be more like long form jokes. I didn't really want to be the, the one liner comedian because a lot of my favourites are the, the long form like storytellers. Yeah. I don't know. I feel. I feel like the the one-liners are. It's a, it's a lot easier. I know. I know that's weird. Is I think it's harder to write a good one, but it's you. You got more confidence with it because if you, if you do a one-liner and it bombs, you're straight into the next one. So exactly. you get you get in that ten seconds of of dead like no no one's laughing. But with a, a long-form joke, you could talk for like three minutes, and then nothing. Mm. And I, I don't, know if, I don't know if I'm brave enough to start trying out my my longer form jokes yet. I think it's you. you I think what's important. Well, I, I've tried a few long format jokes. It works out for me. Um, but the thing I find works out for me is like putting little tab punchlines throughout it. Yeah. So you're giving you're not making them wait for just one big laugh. Yeah, of course. You're giving them you're giving them things throughout. You know, it's not like a bass drop where you're fucking waiting for them all the way to get there to the end for it to be pretty underwhelming. Yeah, of course, you, know? you, you pepper them throughout. So exactly, yeah, of course. exactly. And then you finish on a big, mm. what, what you think hopefully what, is a what big part, that's, yeah. that's the thing. I don't want to, like I've got a load of stuff that I want to work on, but I just don't, I don't have that bravery of if this bombs, I've just wasted their time and mine. <laughs> I think honestly, you, you never know until you try, man. I, mm. I say if I can give it a crack and you're already brave enough and you know this by being on stage. No, of course, yeah. You're already brave enough by getting on stage and you never know how a joke will go until you try it yeah exactly yeah. and you never know how the and you know i always say you should never blame the audience too much you should always be more self-reflective of that 
but um, you should always try to like uh, definitely fucking definitely not try and blame them too much but you can blame them sometimes so like if a joke fails one night there's a good chance the joke is funny it just needs work it just needs work and as well the audience might not be in the mood that night you know sometimes that should happen yeah like I've got I've got a few jokes that I want to try out but I don't know if people will get them how do you mean how do you mean you don't know if people will get them like I don't I okay so here's one that I I want to try it but I don't know if I want to do it tomorrow it's a Talk about value for money. Right. I went in for a Thai massage, and while I was there, they also massaged my belt and my briefcase. Right. Oh. oh. But yeah, do you see what I mean? It's, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's the, it's one of those where you go, what? And then, oh, Thai, Thai massage, it's the, it's the Thai thing. Yeah. It's one of those shit pun yeah. jokes. No, but I like a good pun joke, and I feel mm. like the audience does too. But I feel, I think that joke, it takes too long to go, what? Oh, right, Ty. And by the time you've worked out what I'm talking about, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's gone. Mm. Well, So I, something like that I don't think would work on stage. I, uh, I love that joke. When I, I when I came up with that, I was like, that's that made me laugh more than anything else I've ever done. Oh, I've had a few jokes like that which make me laugh, but I really wonder if I can use them on stage. Um, so, but I think, like, like, I encourage, and again, I'm still so new to the comedy game, but, like, I truly think, like, tr- be willing to try anything on stage because you never know what will work. Yeah. You know, sometimes the weirdest shit works on stage. Yeah. Shit you never thought would work, but you get on stage and it's like, wow, this really works. There's been other times where I've tried stuff that I was really, really confident would work and it fell flat on its face. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I tried a joke, uh, when was I lost on? Uh, Saturday. Mm. And I, I really liked Great the joke. Great set, by the way. Thank you, but mm. I had the I was I had one joke there that was slightly more into the the longer form type. Mm-hmm. My last joke, and I didn't really land, so I don't, I don't know if I'll try it again until I've I've worked on it a bit more. Mm. It was the one um, I've got a friend I've got a friend who's a vegan, uh, and one of the arguments he uses for his veganism is that the human body isn't designed to ingest animal products such as meat, eggs, and dairy. Uh, and I said to him, the human body also isn't designed to ingest ketamine off the back of a public toilet. Mm. But that doesn't stop you, does it? And it kind of, eh. It was kind of, it was like, a, eh. Yeah, I get it, but. I think, no, I think that is funny. I just think you need to deliver I need to, it. I need to work on it. Well, obviously I didn't deliver it now the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, one thing I find doing is, I've tried to work on this more, is delivering with more ferocity and more confidence. Because right. you don't want to like deliver it like you're half guessing whether or not the joke is funny. You want to deliver it like you're telling the audience, hey, this is fucking funny. Laugh at it, you right. motherfuckers. You know, that's and that kind of doing that attitude has kind of worked for me. But I, then I feel that if you deliver it too much and it bombs, it's even worse. It's kind of like, hey, this is a great joke, mm. and then no one laughs. You're like, ah. It's a it's a fine <laughs> line. It's a fine line for sure. But I, I certainly don't think there's anything wrong with having confidence in your show. Of course. Can I ask, what's the deal with the bandana on stage? I love it, but I'm very curious as to how it came about. So the bandana is because uh, I I do climbing. I, I'm into my sports climbing. Oh, nice. And I started wearing the bandana doing that because I get it just keeps the sweat out of your eyes. Yeah. And and the hair the hair and the sweat out of your eyes. And I was 
and I just started wearing it like day to day because it's just it keeps the hair out of your eyes. And then I thought, well, if I'm going on stage, mm. I'm going to be sweating a lot because I'm going to be nervous, mm-hmm. which I actually wasn't. I've actually I felt so comfortable on stage. Mm. I loved it. You look comfortable on stage. But yeah, I just started wearing the bandana as like a. I don't know. It's just. It's just a. I feel comfortable with it. Mm. It is. It's kind of a com- comfort thing. Keeping the, yeah, keeping the sweat, keeping the hair out of your eyes. I like to ask this question of a lot of comics. What is your Mount Rushmore? Your own personal Mount Rushmore of comedy. Like it doesn't. You don't have to conform to common opinion. Your own personal. Your four favorite comedians. Four favorite comedians. They don't have to be in any particular order. Any. Oh God, it's hard to narrow them down to four. It's like saying, what's your favourite film? You sort of think, oh, what? How do you narrow that down? Yeah. Um... It is difficult to narrow it down, but when I thought about it, I, I definitely could come up with answers. Four absolutes. Okay, well, I'd say Louis C.K. is, mm. he's one He's one of the first ones that I saw that I thought, wow, this is, this is, this is different to what I'm used to. Because I, I'm not that big of a fan of like English comedians. I don't really have that. Obviously, the Jimmy Carr comparison I do, mm. I do like Jimmy Carr but a lot of those sort of like live at the Apollo shows they're too they're too clean they're too like uh, PC you're a little bit like my school because even though I like a lot of Australian comedy I certainly know what you mean when you say um, you prefer a more PC thing that's why even though no, yes no, I, I don't prefer a PC I don't, I don't no 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 PC, sorry yeah. that's what I meant even Not though you PC, don't yeah. like the PC thing you are I think you're a little bit of my school where even though you can appreciate your own national brand of comedy, there's something about the American style of yeah. comedy that is is a bit different, you know, that, that's yeah, certainly it's a lot better. Yeah, definitely like the English stuff, they, all, they, they play it too safe. It's more like, can this be broadcast on the BBC? Yeah. And they don't really have that let loose type, I don't know, I can't... But yeah, Jimmy Carr's good, I, don't, I wouldn't put him in my, my Mount Rushmore's. Uh, Doug Stanhope... Oh yeah, Doug Stanhope yeah, 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 is yeah, excellent, yeah. and that's that. That would that would be a more long long form style that I'd want to develop. Is just you you just look like you don't want to be there. Like I don't, I'm not a fan of the comedians that go up and they go, "Hey guys, this is great, yay!" You know when you go to the shops and it, it just like this happy guy it's that's a bit bouncing too much around. Positivity on positivity. Stage. I like the people that they go on stage and they just look miserable and they're like, they, "I don't want to be here, but I'm here. Here's my life." Ugh, and they just vomit it out on you. Uh, just alcoholics, depressed people, which most comedians are. Right. So I'd say, yeah, um, Louis C.K., uh, Jim Jeffries is, is another one. Yeah. He's, he's great. Well, he used to be. He's he's playing it a bit safe lately. Jim Jeffries? Yeah. Yeah, he like definitely his, his is. His last couple of specials. Mm. I saw him live. That's the other comedian they say, like, my style is kind of reminiscent of. Yeah, even though, yeah like, I, I joke, can see that. Even though I joke is... We do, I think we do very different types of jokes, similar kinds of jokes, but I feel like our delivery, I definitely you, do. You've got, you've got an anger behind your voice, which I like. It's when, when you're de- delivering it, it's like there's there's a hatred there, which, yes. which I like on, on stage. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he has been definitely playing it safe for yeah, a bit lately, couple and of, I don't like it. No, his no. last couple of specials have been less like, I hate women, and yeah. it's been more like, oh, I've had a kid. Like, what was his last one where he was talking about, oh, I'm lactose intolerant? Mm. And he just talks about shit himself the whole the whole time. Well, look, I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything but too wrong in trying to do something new. No, I certainly show is like. So I'm not going to criticize him for doing anything new, but I do criticize his reasons for it. I think. Yeah, because he even even talks about it on stage where he says like, "Oh, I'm, I've been getting a lot of like hate. Like people are saying, oh, you're too sexist.' It's like, yeah, but 
those aren't your fans. No, exactly. Those aren't the people who made you famous. Those aren't the people mm. who made who shared your videos. They're not the say, ones paying to come to your shows. Exactly. They're, they're not the people that. Yeah. Exactly. So what are you? What are you really trying to do? Are you trying because. At the end of the day, the, the corporate entities, even though they are politically correct, they're greedy more than anything else. Like, they're, they're, they're yeah. straight up greedy. Like, and if they think they can make money off of you, they'll do it. And even at right, the yeah. sake of political correctness, and they've proven that in the past. Like, the show, um, what's the show with the hormone monsters and things like that? Oh, the, the, the Nick Kroll one. Yep. Yeah, uh, Big Mouth. Big Mouth, that's, that's the, the one. one. Like, that show... There's a lot of good comedy in that show. There's definitely a lot of good writing in that show. Right. There's a lot of it I don't like, because I think it's... I get weird about any show that goes too much into adolescent sexuality. I think it's... <laughs> I just think it's, right, it's, yeah. it creeps me out a little bit. I certainly respect it for the joke writing. Yeah. I think the, um, the spin-off show where it's the... Hormone monsters in their workplace is much better than the. There's actual a spin-off of Big Mouth. Yeah, yeah. There's a spin-off of oh, Big okay. Mouth. I, I, I only like... watched one episode of Big Mouth, and I it wasn't for me. So uh, I, I didn't really watch it. I, I watched it a little bit, but and I ha- the, the the joke writing is good, but right. yeah, the the thing like about like it's talking about adolescent sexuality, which kind of makes me look at it and go, mm, bit bit weird, but. but yeah. um, I certainly respect it for the fact that it's got really good, really good, clever writing in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, but that goes to show you that like the political entity really will do anything if they think it will make them money. Exactly. Yeah. And they've they've, they've had some bets on some pretty dodgy ideas too, mm. like corporate entities. So, and that's what I think, like, Jim Jeffries needs to remember. It's like, man, these, your fans at the end of the day are the ones who are going to, like, put you in that position where you can make money, where you're going right, to get yeah. that offer, you know. Try not to betray them too much. Well, hopefully he'll go back to doing what he used to do because he, I think it was because he got his Jim Jeffries show. He had, like, a, an American yeah. talk show and I feel like he had to play it a little bit more safe. Yeah, I mean, because he was playing, like, on cable uh, american cable television yeah he was doing like a political exactly. chat show so. if you do it on you know if, if you're doing a show on youtube or your own or you set up your own streaming platform as some right. talkers have done or you do it on patreon or spotify or tiktok or instagram post it there or you even go with the streaming service like hulu or netflix i wouldn't say amazon i think amazon is a lot of emphasis on like putting like putting the image they want out there right okay but i think yeah he's he's definitely one of those comedians who's fucking yeah like i think netflix are actually pretty good with like you can say what you want yeah they they stood behind dave Chappelle when he was getting all this backlash for his trans jokes yeah they were just like well if you don't like it don't watch it yeah they they They've not told anyone to stop doing... Which I respect. Yeah, which is great. Actually. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's really good of them. So back to your... So your Louis C.K., Doug Stanhope. Louis C.K., Doug Stanhope. I, I don't share, but I respect. Yeah. I, I think they're great comics. Oh, this is hard, this is hard to narrow down. I think Anthony Jeselnik as a joke writer. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a he fantastic joke writer. one yeah. of my favourites. He's yeah, incredible, yeah, yeah. yeah. His delivery is also like... Yeah, just his confidence of like, I, I hate you all. Yeah. And I don't need to. Yeah, do I, I don't need to do this, but I'm doing it. And he's, yeah, yeah, I think he's fantastic. So yeah. I think he'll have to go up there. 
Oh, getting a fourth. What? Who? Who are yours? Let's let's, let's um, help me out here. Oh, I think Billy Connolly. He's, um, he's great, yeah. I think, yeah, I think he's one of the OGs of comedy. I think he did brought something very different to the table when he came to the scene. Dave Chappelle. Um, of course, it's a, yeah. Norm MacDonald. Oh, yeah, okay, sorry. Number four is Norm MacDonald. Yeah, Absolutely. You. Yeah. Yeah, Norm yeah. MacDonald. Yeah. Incredible. And uh, Richard Pryor. So Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle, right, Norm yeah. MacDonald and Billy Connolly. Oh, okay, yeah, I've never really listened to any Richard Pryor. Man, he is... I've never gone back. People always say, like, he's the best. I think I've... I think I've like listened to it a couple of bits on YouTube, but I never really got into it. You know how you look at old-fashioned comedians and you look at them and you go, like, this shit just would not work today. Not because of the political correctness, but because... I like think The style of it? The, the, the style delivery. of it. I think comedians these days have a, mu- have, like, have a much better sense of timing. Right. Certainly a much better sense of delivery, even though I respect those old-fashioned comedians so much that they were like the trailblazers. Richard, the only thing that would hold Richard Pryor back these days is... Is the fact poli- that he's dead. That. Um, <laughs> but the fact that like he's so politically incorrect. Um, you know, he just didn't mind going for it. Really? More so? People say that, like, oh, the, this comedy wouldn't fly today, but I feel like it's... I think it's fine. Like, a political critic, like, Doug Stanhope has never changed his act. Like, Louis C.K.'s get... Obviously, he's... The, the whole Me Too thing is setting back a bit, but... Yeah. But no, I, I, I don't think that's true, that, like, political correctness is holding people back. I think it's just, like, what people find funny has changed, but that just means that comedians have to make their jokes a lot smarter they, they can't just do this like the same I don't know I, d- I don't think that's true with the whole like political correctness has changed comedy I certainly think there was a point where political correctness was kind of going after comedy but I feel like we're kind of past that crescendo like you, you know we're, we're not at that point anymore where not that comedy was ever seriously in danger but like there were people going after big time comedians and I feel like we... Oh, yeah, people have always been going after comedy. That's, yeah. that's never changed. No. But it's whether com- comedians want to say, okay, I'll, I'll listen to you. Mm. Okay, I'll, I'll change my act. I won't do that. But all, I think the ones that, like you said, my, my Mount Rushmore... Well, Norm MacDonald was never really <laughs> offensive, like, per se. He was never... I think he definitely not, went not, for it a not, few times. Not as, not, as bad as, yeah. uh, not as bad as some of the others. Oh, it's oh for fuck's sake! We are back after silencing that piece of shit DIY motherfucker. Um, hopefully we won't hear from him again, but I, I think we will. And we're also back after... Um, uh, after James has had his vodka. <laughs> yeah, after James has had his 11.30am yeah, vodka. Yeah, I feel better now. I yeah. this definitely helps the hangover. I love that. Stops the yeah. shakes. Yeah. It's 11.30am in the morning and he's like, hey, have you got a beer? And I was like, no, but I have some vodka. That'll do. That's perfect. Yeah, that's better than a beer actually. Yeah, I feel better now. And a smoke. Vodka and a smoke. Yeah, I love it. Fucking hell. What a unit you are. Um, we were going to talk about... Well, we were talking about Norm Macdonald. We were talking before. about the great, nor- the late, Fantastic great Norm Macdonald. Yeah. Like, what a timeless comedian. I truly feel like if you haven't heard of Norm Macdonald, you have no business talking about comedy. Absolutely. He is, yeah. I can't believe I was even struggling to think of my fourth. Norm yeah. Macdonald is definitely there. Yeah, he is so timeless and so great. Have you seen his uh, The Roast of Bob Saget? 
I have, yeah, yeah. yeah where he just, where, where he, just he just goes up and he just tells like 1930s jokes. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Only he would have the balls to do that. You know, yeah. He like purposely bombs and... The, the, audience, the audience just don't get what he's doing, but all the comedians are like, this is the best. Yeah, that's the funniest roast I've ever seen. Yeah, and yeah, all the... I've said it before, like, he's the comedian's comedian. <laughs> like, he does things that... He wants to entertain his colleagues more than anyone else, and that's why uh, there are some people who don't get him, but if you do, if you get Norm MacDonald, he is literally one of the funniest men. He's incredible, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was... That's, God, yeah, now I've narrowed it down to my fourth. I think um, Stuart Lee. Do you know Stuart Lee? You you we, we you said four. Yeah, I said four, but now I'm thinking Stuart Lee might... I might oh, this Stuart is, Lee is funny, though. Stuart yeah. Lee's great, because he's another one where if you don't get what he's doing, yeah. you're like, what the hell is this? I think the first time I watched Stuart Lee, I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And then I was watching it a bit more, I was like, oh, I get it. He's mm. like, it's it's like anti-comedy almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You need some fucking, it's good to throw some comedians like that in the woodwork. Mm. They also, they also make sure that comedy stays in a reverent heart and that we don't, comedians don't take themselves too seriously. Exactly, yeah. You know, like, Norm MacDonald said it best where like, People used to say to him like, "Oh, you know, comedy is like, uh, comedy is, is comedy is like the comedians are the modern day philosopher." Yes, and he was just like, um, "I was like, yeah, I, I think that's really disrespectful to <laughs> modern day philosophers." Modern day yeah. philosophers, and he was like, uh, "People also say comedy is powerful." You know, well, you know <laughs> that's what? A good, yeah. good, good impression. <laughs> Thank you. And he's like, and he was like, "Well, people," he's like, "Yeah, people say comedy is powerful." Well, you know, before Hitler rose to power, there were people making fun of him. And, you know, that goes to show you how powerful comedy is. <laughs> oh, his Hitler stuff is great. Like the uh, Germany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are they still a country? Yeah. I can't do it normal. I can't yeah. do it justice. Oh, I love that bit where it's like... Um, what are you, Mars? Mars. <laughs> <laughs> that bit he does where he's we're like... to war with the world. The world. <laughs> and, and you'd think we'd win, they'd lose in about five seconds flat, but no, it was no, actually close. It was actually close. <laughs> what, are you, what are you, Mars? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's fantastic. Uh, and then, you wouldn't believe it again, they did another <laughs> war with, you guessed it, the, the world. world. <laughs> the world. And this one was even closer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never... Uh, that that was one of those celebrity deaths that I was like, oh, my God. Like, that that really hit me. There's very few celebrity so deaths shocking. that I give a shit about. I don't give a fuck normally. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, who, who died? I was quite upset with him because he kept his cancer a secret for years. No one, no knew. one knew. Yeah, it was like nine years he was suffering with it. Yeah, and he just kept quiet and then yeah he released his uh nothing special his his most recent one yeah have you seen that one no i've not I'm yeah not and it's just he, he he was like i know i'm gonna die yeah. and i don't I, I won't have the time to release this like on stage so it's just him basically in a, in a zoom call yeah it's just him doing a, a video log just telling his bits and it, 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 that 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 was that that was emotional yeah and then and then the last half hour is just like all his friends just discussing just talking about norm yeah yeah, that one really. That Robin Williams as well. It was Robin Williams and Norm Macdonald were the two that I was like, "Fuck." That. Rob, R- Robin Williams is is Robin Williams is definitely yeah. one of those names you look at and you go like, he was one of those milestones in comedy. I feel like, yeah, you know, uh, I, I also think he was one of those comedians who was important for turning comedians into superstars. You yes. know, because bef- there were some 
Can they, like Robbie Williams was Robin Williams. Ro- Robbie was, Williams. Uh, Ro- Robin. Williams. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, Robin Williams was that first sort of uh, comedian which came along, and um, uh, see, see, we wouldn't have this problem if there wasn't a singer named Robbie. Right, Williams. Name Robbie Williams. If I just said Robbie Williams and there was no actual Robbie Williams, everyone would think. Yeah, it'd be like, oh Williams. yeah, just just Robbie. Yeah, like yeah, we're, we're exactly. close. It's just yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I call him Robbie. Yeah. Yeah, but Robin, like he was. That for he was one of those first comedians which came on, along with probably Eddie Murphy, who like turned a comedian into a bona fide movie and yes, TV yeah, star. Like, you know, yeah, like because think like when when you think about it from eighties, nineties, early two thousands, who was bigger than Eddie Murphy and Robin Williams? Robin Williams, no, no one. There was no one. Yeah. Well, I, I obviously we, we grew up watching his movies. Like we, we knew him as the movie star. Yeah. So it was only later on that I was like, oh, he's a stand-up comedian as well. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was that. That was that was one that hit me. But yeah, yeah talk, talking about Eddie Murphy, like that's someone that if he came back, like if he did a Dave Chappelle, like Dave Chappelle just disappeared for ten um, years. Ten years. Almost, yeah. Was it ten? Was it twenty? It was, I feel it, like it, it was a long time. And it then was he nearly. Came, it was around ten years. And he came back and just did his Netflix special, and I was like, "Oh my god, these are he's still great, incredible, yeah, like yeah, better yeah. better than he was before." I feel like his stuff. Now oh yeah, is yeah yeah yeah. Because you can watch his older stuff and you go, "Okay, it was good for the time, but it's not quite. It doesn't yeah it doesn't have that today feeling." But when he when he came back and he did those Netflix specials, I was like, "Oh my god, that's that was incredible. That was like he's yeah. up there in he, the in he's the big still leagues. that great." I don't think. I truly don't think. I I feel like it's been too long. For Eddie Murphy Eddie was Murphy, big, and yeah, I feel like he was big in the eighties and the nineties. And while I love him, I, I, I true I struggled to see how you go from the from the style and format and jokes he used in the eighties and nineties, and I struggled to see how it could be done today. Have you, have you seen his? Uh, I can't remember what it was. It was an award show, and he did a he did a oh, set, and he was, talk, and he was talking about Bill Cosby. Um, I think that might, might have been the nineteen eight a nineteen eighty. No, 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 no. It's like a few years ago. It was like what? a couple of years ago, and he was talking. He did a he did a whole thing on Bill Cosby and like Bill Cosby getting his award taken away. No. Yeah, no, that. no. It's a recent thing. It's like his return to stand up. Almost. He just yeah. he did a. It was I can't remember what it was. It was a, an award ceremony, and he did a stand up bit, and I was like, oh, he's he he could do this. Right. He definitely well, needs to come back. I I will be so happy if I'm proven wrong. Like, mm. I want him to succeed and win. Absolutely. I just struggle to see how he can. I, I don't know. I don't know how his style of comedy would go today. Obviously, I, as a you know comedian fan, yeah. I love him and I still think he's funny and hilarious. But yeah, I just I, I, I struggle to see how it truly can be done. Um, but I'll be happy if I'm proven wrong. Yeah, I fully could. I, I would. I would be looking forward to his return mm. if he does it. How could you not? Like, you know, he's he, he was one of the comedy OGs, you know? And like once the once those comedians are you know, that generation of comedy is gone, I feel like it will be a sad time. Yeah. You know, that nineties era of Adam Sandler, Eddie Murphy. Um I mean Eddie Murphy was a bit earlier than Adam Sandler. I mean, I think Eddie Murphy was actually he was one of the original cast for Saturday Night Live. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think he was. Yeah, and he was the youngest original member for Saturday Night Live. Really? Yeah. Oh. I, I, if I recall correctly, he mm. was yeah by far the youngest original member. 
from Saturday night. I might be wrong, but um, yeah, I, I think he was. And you look at all of those... You know who I was sad to, like... I feel like he never... I mean, he was dead before I was born. But you look back on it and you think, fuck, there were some comedians who never reached their zenith. Like, who never reached their peak. Right. Some... And, I, and for me, that's probably John Belushi. Yes. John Candy. John Candy, yes. And, um... Uh, fucking, um... Oh, fuck. How am I forgetting this name? I love him so much. Um, Chris Farley. Chris Farley, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like those... Yeah, all these Saturday Night Live guys. Yeah, yeah. They never truly reached the, the highs that they deserved for the talent that they had. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like... I mean, yeah, it, it's a shame to look at them and and go like, yeah, they just fucking never never reached that they peak never reached that, that, that peak they deserved, yeah. you know, they because they were so funny. Yeah, and you look back at the the shit they did now, and they're still funny. Yeah, you know, um, like uh, Spaceballs. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spaceballs still holds up <laughs> it today. Still holds up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. It's still film. one of the yeah. funniest movies of all time. God, yeah. Those parody movies—they just—they used to be so good. Like the nineties. Was it nineties or two thousands? When was Spaceballs? I feel like ninety. It was nineties. It was nineties because I feel like it was a good ten years after um, the last original trilogy Star Wars film. Yeah. Um. So, and you know, Star Wars was obviously a cult film. It was. It's still big today there's some movies that just yeah. age so well yeah um but yeah that was a fucking space ball was timeless yeah that, that was back when parody movies were good what was the other robin hood men in tights like those oh my god yeah. <laughs> such a good fucking movie so good yeah there's not really i think the last great sort of parody movie was Shaun of the Dead. I think that's one where... That was a great one. I think, yeah, now it's just like these scary movie rip-off type things. But I, but it doesn't really work. I think it's because a lot of the, like the, the Marvel, like we were just discussing yeah. as I was topping up my vodka. Yeah. Uh, the Marvel films now, they they sort of parody themselves. Like they've got a lot of like inside jokes. They're and just they, so and they, and they do take, they Yeah, they do, they do take a lot of the tropes, so it's hard to do yeah. a... A, a good parody movie nowadays. You know that thing where you see in like, you know when you see a movie where like there's a setting that is a movie setting or like you're watching a movie and then the characters in the movie are watching a movie? Yes. And you they're watching a movie and it's, what they're watching is a really cheesy yeah, movie. it's like a, a rip-off of an action movie. Exactly. Like making fun of the tropes. That, that is, is what, what the, the Marvel, Marvel films are, yes. Yeah, that's what Marvel films are today. Yeah. Like, the the, the script is just so corny. Um, the storylines are just so predictable. Yeah. There's very little, like, there's, look, let's just say this. There's a reason why so many comic book characters don't get made. Yes. And I feel like the Marvel Cinematic Universe is missing that point. It's like, look, no one really gave too much of a fuck about Doctor Strange. No, I don't think people not still give Doctor too Strange, much of a no. fuck about him. You know, um, so I, yeah, I, I think those that fucking yeah that franchise is better off left dead and buried in my opinion. It's well, just I don't have any hate towards it, but I think it's just just so overrated. Well, do you know the phrase that a camel is a horse made by committee? Yes. Yeah. Well, the Marvel films are uh, a movie made by committee. It's yeah. that it's you've got 
30 different writers and, yeah. then, and then they edit each other's stuff and it's it's not like one person's vision yes yeah which, which again we were discussing this off air but it was the uh, like the, a lot of the DC movies now they, they are this is one person's one vision. vision like Joker yeah. it was one person's vision mm. and, it, and it works mm. I think yeah, I think it's too late for Marvel. They've they've got their style, and it works for them. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give them advice. Look, I'm not going to criticize them for making the money they make. But yeah, I'm just. But I'm yeah, they've never... de- they've definitely lost the the heart of of what what is a, a film. Like, it's yeah. not just someone's like I've I've got this vision. I'm writing a script. Meth. This this is this is what I've done. Having a little bit more Russian standard there, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, just topping up my vodka. It's... I think that might be one of the last bottles of Russian standard in Australia because I don't think we. Oh, import they don't do it. That. No, I don't think I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I don't think we import that anymore. Hmm. I don't, I don't know. It's very nice, but I appreciate you giving me your vodka. You're very welcome. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm hoping to get sponsored by a liquor store. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thank you very Because much. once that happens, then I can just keep that shelf stocked permanently with booze. Yeah, yeah I, I was impressed by your little... Uh, well, everything on the ride is yeah. Callum's, but he uh, drinks it so slowly. I'm just honestly th- going to go, Callum, you got to start giving me your booze because you're not enjoying it enough. <laughs> You don't appreciate it properly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I will throw that bottle of tonic water in the fridge soon so I could start having gin and tonics. Oh, I don't like tonic. I I used to think that I didn't like gin. But you don't like tonic. First time I tried gin and tonic, I was like, oh, gin is disgusting. I hated it. It was so bitter and it's got that kind of, that, that taste. And then I had gin and lemonade, and I was like, oh, gin's really nice. Ooh, okay. I, yeah. might, I might give that a stab as well, because I'm yeah. not a huge fan of tonic water, but I have the tonic water, so I thought I might throw it in the fridge Yeah, just I, thought, I thought the bitter taste was the gin. Mm. So I was like, oh, I hate gin for years. I was like, oh, I fucking hate gin. Having a, having a drink while doing a podcast is quite nice. Mm. I've, I've, we, I've recently gone through a bottle of scotch, but maybe I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of cracking open that bottle of rum soon. Yeah, a nice bottle of rum. As soon as in, like, in the next five minutes? Or <laughs> well, I mean, feel free to have some <laughs> yeah. if you like to. Yeah, I'm enjoying the vodka here. I'm working tonight, so... Mm. And, you know, I know I work in a bar. Yeah, but you work in a bar. you got, you got to drink. Well, I, I worked in a bar, and I had to have a drink every time I went. Well, you, get, you get that kind of confidence. As well. when, you, com- when you go on stage, you, you need that kind of uh, performance vibe. Don't compare me to you having your fucking 11.30 vodka. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking yeah. about... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, no, you got to have a drink behind a bar. No, James, you don't. You really don't. <laughs> Going on stage, though, that's another thing. Like, sometimes yeah. when I'm feeling the need to, a little, just just one drink to settle the nerves is, is just optimal. Just one. Just one. Just yeah. one. Sometimes no, I, none. But sometimes when I'm you've feeling... Been on, you've been up sober. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I don't know if I could do that. I've, I'm just, I'm a different person. I... Feel like I owe it to the crowd, and again, I, I never like to pander to the crowd, right. but I do want to put on a good show for them. Like I will never apologise for my jokes, but I do want to deliver my jokes the best I possibly can, and I can right. only do that when I'm sober minded. Um, but I tell you what, after that Saturday night show, I yeah. immediately went off stage. Oh yeah, you've got a drink after, of course. That's oh, that's, I, mean, that's I went off stage and immediately smashed some MD and dropped a tab. Mm. Like I'm like. Do you still get, like, how, how, sorry, how long have you been doing comedy for? Like, when was the first time you actually went on stage? Four months. Four oh, so you're, you're new as well. But it's going well. Yeah, it's yeah, going yeah, well. it's going really well. I've seen you perform, you're fantastic. Thank you, man. Really enjoyed you. it. We're, we're, you know, someday, <laughs> we, we hope to conquer the world with humour, 
love and positivity. No, I didn't realize you were so new. I thought you'd been doing it for a while. No, nah, man, I'm, I'm still fairly new to this whole operation, but you know, it's, it's, it's too fun to stop and it's, it's going too well to stop. And I just figured, well, if I'm having this much fun, why stop? It's so much fun. It is. It's so much fun. I've, I've done bungee jumping, like roller coasters bore me now. Mm-hmm. They're too tame. Like murdering prostitutes, that doesn't do it for me anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I've never had that. I skipped that phase too. <laughs> yeah, I skipped that phase. But yeah. the adrenaline rush I got that first time. I mean, I say the first time on stage. I've been, I've, uh, I've done like an improv thing in England. Mm-hmm. I went to. Uh, it was an improv show, and they they were saying, "Oh, does anyone want to try and come on stage?" So I did uh, like an improv thing. Mm-hmm. And it went really well. I was actually like, oh, wow, I could, I could do this. And then the next day I went to an improv like group uh-huh. and it went horribly. I hated it. I'm so bad at the improv like, oh, so you're, you're a tree and this person is a, I don't know, they're a fireman. Look, Go. And I, it sucked. I was like, oh my God, I'm not funny. Improv is good for an exercise, but there is no entertainment value. No, I hate it. Because no one will pay to see improv. No. Yeah. So the the first thing when when I when I did the improv on stage the they were like okay well, mm. we'll we get the setting okay so you two your side right. so the guy I went on with he he was like a professional like he's he's been doing improv for a long time yeah and he was like right you 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 work together and he said uh, so you're Siamese twins and you're at a duck pond right and straight away it wasn't like an improv thing I went. Um, so th- those ducks there, they're joined at the face like we are. Right. Maybe we should split the bill. I like that. And it was it was a delayed, si- it was silence. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then the suddenly laughter. a big laugh. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I can do this. But yeah, my, my, my stuff is more like one-liner. The one thing yeah. I like about you is though, you like, and we were discussing this with uh, Shotgun on yeah. the night we went out where... Different comedians suit different deliveries. Mm. And I feel like that I liked your delivery because it was this earnest young Englishman delivery. Whereas yes. I'm quite yes. this gr- aggressive Australian. Yeah, guy yeah, I know what you mean. Who's, who, who, who's like mostly chilled out, but under the surface is just kind of hates the world. Yes. Um, and then there's Shaka, who's just this. Very chilled out black man. Yeah, calm and Nigerian guy. Exactly. Nigerian? Kenyan. Kenyan, sorry. Kenyan. That's why we named our episode From Kenya with From Love. From Kenya with Love, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, he was, he was, uh, and, and, but that's why I think we were discussing it, which is like the, the, the format or, or rather the idea behind a lot of jokes can work for the um, same comedian. Yes. Um, or different comedians rather, but the delivery, uh, cannot always work. Right. You know, we could go up on stage with the same idea for a joke, but the delivery for it could never be the same. Yeah. I feel like my, my look and my voice, I, I get away with stuff a bit more because people look oh, like, oh, look, look, this guy is a bit like, he, he looks like he's nice and I've got this kind of friendly composure mm. and then I'm saying such horrific things. Mm. I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like I can get away with more than if I was just some guy like, oh, yeah, all right, yeah, fucking, oh, fucking hate women. Like, yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. People would go, oh, I'll just get he's off. He's a wanker. Like, yeah, he's just a wanker. But yeah. I, I feel my, I don't know, my, my received pronunciation of things, mm. it, 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 I get away with a little bit more. Yeah. Like, it, it's clearly like, oh, haha, he's having he's having a laugh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's I... No, there's no hatred behind my voice. Yes, so, yeah. exactly. So you get away with it. Mm. But... The most entertaining thing for me is to say and do things 
um, from a comedian perspective or like a comics perspective and where I start, I I either start a joke really nice or really bad. You think it's going to be making fun of someone and then I flip it on its head. So if the joke starts nice, it's going to end horrifically. And then if a joke stares making fun of someone, I flip the joke flip so it actually it, makes so fun of someone else. Right, I see. So, well, yeah. it's kind of like my um, my, my, yeah. my my trans joke, exactly. Where you think uh, Courtney exactly. was there yeah, yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. when when I fin- when I went back into the green room. She said, "I loved that joke." Yeah, 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 yeah. That it she, was she, a very she said, joke. Oh, "Okay." When it started, she was saying, "Oh, I, uh, Courtney's trans, by the way." In case yeah, 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 yeah. But she was saying, "Oh, you started the joke," and, I was, and she was going where's this going it's just going to be some hacky trans joke yeah. and then it flipped and it was just making fun of women yeah and she said I loved that joke yeah like, that generally I was like that's great I've got trans approval because yeah. I was really worried I was like oh I don't I don't want this to offend trans people like it's that's not the aim of the joke it's yeah. to offend women because like I hate, I, I hate women not, not, not the trans community yeah. trans, are, trans people are fine I know it's amazing you have a, have a girlfriend as nice as you do oh she's incredible she's the greatest writing partner yeah genuinely every joke I try I I run it through her first she's the filter so if anyone's ever offended by my jokes blame Monica because no. she she's the one that I run them by them first and I've got so many jokes where I've tried and she goes no no you need to change this like mm. that I didn't quite get that you need to she I I perform it in front of her so much, and she she's the one that I, she's my filter for my yeah. jokes. Here's the I mean I mean because you, a lot of comedians run jokes by people they know, mm. but I feel like you need to run jokes by people you know, knowing what kind of reaction to look for. Because yes. I've run jokes by people who I've had pissing with laughter, and it's like great, that's a great reaction. And then I've had jokes where people pull that face where they know it's funny, but they would just like, that is some of the most obscene shit I've ever heard in my life. You know that face where it's like... Yes. Yeah. Well, those are the reactions I like. I like the reaction of... It's a laugh and then a... uh, Like... You should be put up on... You you get the immediate laugh because it's funny, but then they realise what they're laughing at and they go, oh... Yeah, you should be... The look of the face... Yeah, I prefer those. Because I can make someone laugh. That's easy. But the, but the oh I shouldn't have laughed at that reaction. That's what I like. Those are the jokes I like. Well, I'll t- I'll tell you my favorite. Jo- it's not a joke I've written, but it's is one of my favorite jokes. Is <laughs> um, what's the worst thing about having a daughter with cancer? Oh Jesus, go on. <laughs> yep. What's the worst thing about having a daughter with cancer? What you can't pull her hair while you rape her. Jesus. Yeah. James. It's it's incredible as a joke. Like yeah. it's it's horrible. It's, yeah. it's the most offensive joke I know. And one day I hope to write a joke like that. One of those jokes where you go it's the fuck, fuck man. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like Jesus. No... I prefer that to a laugh. I prefer the Oh yeah. Well, like that that reaction is that's... better than a laugh to me. I mean, I I know what you mean because Take the gong. The gong show is the perfect example. When you are bombing, it like when you're bombing, it's shit. But when you're offending people, it's really entertaining. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, 
you know, people think they've ruined my night by going and by, you know, voting me off. But it's like, no, you've made my night by me offending you. Absolutely. Because now I've proven to everyone else in the room who's enjoying the show that you're a pussy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's part of the fun for me. Yeah, well, I, um, so I did a, a poetry class. Go on. Not class, sorry. I went to, there's a poetry evening in the, um, is it the Moon Cafe? I don't know if you know it. But they do a poetry evening like once a week. And my aim was to go there and offend people. Nice. Which is <laughs> a horrible way to live your life. But I went there thinking, right, I've got, I've got some poems that I've written that are so horrible. Mm-hmm. I want to go there and get no laugh. I want to I just see people's faces just looking angry because that for me is funny. Yeah. But people laughed. People laughed, and then people, uh, and then a lot of the people that were like regulars there, they were saying, "Oh, thank you! Like that was really good. We need more of that because people come up and they just do like these depressing poems." Mm-hmm. And they were saying, "Please come back. It was really great." And I, I was disappointed that people enjoyed it because I wanted that gut. Oh, get off! Yeah. Can I? Can I do one of my? Yeah, of <laughs> I got it. Look, I'll show you. I'll show you the poem. Go on. I love a little bit. Well, okay, I'll get it in my book. Right. I'll do. I'll do. This is this is the poem that I did that I was. All right now, if if this goes well and I like it, we'll be getting this kind of reaction. <laughs> if it doesn't go so well, you might be getting this reaction. Oh no, well, that's another good reaction, but we might be getting this reaction. That just reminded me of a joke I want to try tomorrow, but I don't know if it's gonna work. <laughs> Sorry, the the. Okay, I'll, I'll do this joke that I want to. I don't know if it's gonna work. Um, I saw a fat girl fall down a flight of stairs into mm-hmm. a glass table. Right. Boom boom. Nice. Yeah. 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 I love it. Yeah. But I don't know if people will get it. Will they? Will they get the? Will they think the bum bum tish is the is the joke? I don't know. Does it um, work? I think it works. I think just work on the timing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I'm not, I didn't. I didn't do it now. No. Like I do on stage. Of exactly. Course. That's the one thing when you try jokes out by people off stage, you never deliver you, it the. You exact don't. Same. You don't do the timing. No. Yeah. You, you never give them the exact same delivery that you do of on course. stage. That's why one thing I do whenever I'm going into the city, this is a little like tip into how much of a fucking psycho I am. Yeah. But when I'm on the train into the city, I will perform my stand up to people on the train as a warm up. That's great. And it works. That's it gets great. you in the zone. It works. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but fuck me, it works. And right. then you're just, 10 seconds later, you're just on stage telling the most obscene jokes. And, you know, because you're in the zone, you're getting the... <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, I feel awkward, like, trying it to people with, like, friends or people that aren't ready for a stand-up act. Because you do a joke and I feel like if they laugh, I'm always suspicious that they're laughing out of politeness. Um, well, again, that, that's true, but I am, uh, most of the people I really enjoy telling jokes to, or, I'm, or I want to tr- try jokes by, they're very honest in their opinion. So I have three people in particular I run jokes by, right. and they're very honest with their feedback. They're like, you know, they'll say something like, the idea of that is funny, but I think you could flesh it yes, out a bit more. Yes, that's the, that's, or, that, that's the criticism exactly. I like. Exactly. Or they can say, I think the, that is very funny, but I think you could... Boil it down a little bit more. Yes, you know, well, this is this is why Monica, my partner, is so great because she she's brutally honest. Like yeah. if a joke isn't funny, she'll say that's not good, or I didn't get that, or maybe like change the timing. That's gonna be like, that's gonna just be so unnerving to have some you know beautiful Italian bird say <laughs> yeah, that's not funny. 
that's not funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more Mexican. Hey, that's not the fun. <laughs> yeah, you want to get the money. <laughs> get the money. Or <laughs> well, how? Let's do our. No, it's not unnerving. It's great. Like if if I run it by her and and she says that's, she won't laugh. She'll go. That's good. Like yeah. I, I I like that. That's good. Kind of reaction. But if she goes, ah. Eh, you can work on that, like maybe take that out, put that in, maybe you need to establish this a bit more. Mm. Like she's a fantastic writing partner. That's what you want. Yeah, it's mm. it's it's perfect. But yeah, okay. Do you want you wanna hear my you wanna hear my poem? That's, that why do you think I'm 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 sitting You're like, sitting with your foot up. Paint me like one of your French girls. Paint me like one of your French girls. Okay. To so, paint the everyone the image, I am Lying on the floor, completely with my naked, legs, completely naked, completely naked, erect, legs akimbo. Uh, that my penis hasn't worked for years. Let's get that back. <laughs> um, but uh, and uh, he's about to read me poetry, so I'm getting okay, ready so to I'm, get very horny. I'm now going to read this naked Australian man some poetry, and this poem is called "I Love You More." Go on. I love you more than Hitler. Love to kill the Jews. Jesus. He loved to put them in the camps and take away their shoes. I love to spend my time with you, picking fields of flowers. I love you more than Arabs love to fly planes into towers. If you were Bill Cosby, I'd drink with you for a while, and then I'd lay there on the floor, dreaming of your smile. If you were Ted Bundy, I'd love you, I suppose. I'd let you fuck my headless corpse and watch me decompose. I love you more than Chinese people love to cough and spit. I am OJ. You're my glove, except for me, you fit. You take my breath away each day, more than I could expect. You are like a policeman's knee, and I am George Floyd's neck. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's the, line. Oh. that's the line. That got a big laugh when I did it at the... Com uh, the I love it. Yeah. I love it. I yeah, think it's it was, it, was, it was a room full of, like... Elderly people. Look, I love it. And they were laughing, and I was like, oh my god, that was the line that I thought they'd say, get the fuck out, that's horrible. I, I think personally it's fantastic. But Thank you. But I also could see a lot of people wincing. At yes, of course. Yeah. But I, I, it got a laugh, which I was disappointed which by. Which I admire you for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the last line is, I love you more than Jeff Bozo's wife earned in their divorce. Jeff Bozo's. Jeff Bozo's wife. I love it. Uh, my love. Is that how I, you actually pronounce it, or is that just for the poem? Jeff Bezos. It's Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. But Jeff Bezos is how you pronounce Jeff it. Jeff Bezos. Oh no, I just no, I I read it wrong. That was why because I've had some vodka now. Oh okay. Yeah, 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 I've yeah, had my eleven thirty age. I love you more than Jeff Bezos' wife earned in their divorce. My love, I know that you love me, but me, I love you more. And that's my. <laughs> I like it. It's very Thank nice. You. Well, that made me horny, so we're going to need to pause that podcast so we can, <laughs> yeah. go, we can go have an... Oh, I mean, have an I mean, should we just have a non-recording booth? Yeah. We could do. Yeah, 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 yeah. No problem, yeah. I mean, look, I don't think there's anything... Uh, I don't, we're not doing any visuals, so, you know, we can talk about There's it. no video, yeah, yeah we can, yeah, we can yeah, discuss yeah. it as we're going, yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm thinking of starting an OnlyFans soon, you know, because, uh, <laughs> uh, again, the hustle never ends. <laughs> um, but uh, the... I'll tell you what one thing would be interesting... I've recently started doing this Tinder thing where I use it to promote the podcast. Right. Because so many chicks use Tinder to promote their Instagram and OnlyFans. And I'm just thinking, well, I can do this too. So you mess, you match with people on Tinder and then you, you send them the podcast? I put the podcast and Insta in my bio. Right. Then they can follow it. And I'm indiscriminate. So I just speed swipe and I'll talk to literally anyone um, and... 
I've been matching with a lot of dudes. It's uh oh, you said it to you've said it. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't care who listens to the podcast as long as they fucking listen. To it. <laughs> I did have one creepy kind of dude because I have to turn them down. the the only The only difference between me and a chick promoting her OnlyFans is I'm not going to lead these guys on and be like, I'll talk to them. But I just tell them straight up, it's like, listen, I'll not fuck you, but I hope I can make you laugh. And uh, that's the next best thing. Um, I mean, most girls laugh while they're fucking me, so that's... There we go. That's, as soon as I take my trousers off, they start laughing. Yeah, so. yeah, amen to that, brother. We've all been there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, that, so that's been the goal, but I, I have had a couple of creeps come out of the woodwork. There was this one guy... There's one thing I do, I was like, yeah, I'll offer anyone some wisdom if they want some advice on anything, if you have an issue. Yeah. And that's actually been nice. I've had some serious heart-to-hearts with uh, some guys. Shout out Josh. Shout out uh, the other fucker. Um, I hope they listen to it. Um, but what is the other fucker? Let's just, I, I messaged him recently telling him to follow the pod, so we can we can, we can can take the time to look him up. We can take the time to look him up, yeah. Um, yeah, so we have... Uh, Sven, 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 Sven. Yep, Sven and Joshua. Shout out Sven and Joshua. I had some uh, nice heart to hearts where I gave them some wisdom that they liked, and uh, but then I had another dude who's unmatched me recently, and uh, I was just I put in the bio that I'm not looking to date or hook up. Right. It's like there's a disclaimer on strictly it. relationships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Strictly, strictly. Relationship yeah. Um, but like. Not looking to date or hook up. I have, like, just used for comedic purposes, writing and promotion because I'm a shameless promoter. People still send, mainly blokes, still send thirsty messages. And I got this one bloke from this dude who was in his 50s and I was just like... (laughs) So you've said it to, like, maximum age. Maximum Maximum age, maximum distance. I don't care who fucking listens to this (laughs) podcast, dude. It's it's, it's any and all. Um, But... uh, this one dude messaged me and was like, hey, I want some cock to suck on and play with. And I'm just like, sorry, man, you're not going to get it here. And then he immediately unmatched me. And I was just, and, <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, there's a disclaimer on my bio. <laughs> and like, I love the fact that I, that, you know, you look at me and you think, oh, I want to play with his cock. Like, I'm an attention whore and, and that's very nice of you. But there's a disclaimer in the <laughs> fucking bio. Come on, dude. I feel like to make a 50-year-old horny gay dude unmatch you takes quite a lot of... Like, it must be quite a lot of effort. I feel like you could say whatever and they'll go, oh, yeah, well, I still, still want to fuck your cheeks. So I still want to clap your ass. <laughs> Listen, it was no effort. I just said, sorry, dude, you can't get that here, but I'll offer you some wisdom if you want, and I'd appreciate it if you to the podcast. Yeah, and you just immediately... He's like, no, no, I want to clap your cheeks. Yeah. I think he thought I was going to hold it against him, but... Um, <laughs> well, he wants something to hold against you, but... Yeah. Jesus. Oh, God. I feel deeply, deeply... Um, violated mentally <laughs> on that regard. Like, just... Just that phrase, I want some cock to play with and suck. Like it's a fucking, like... Oh, Mr. Darcy. Like it's a fucking pacifier or something, <laughs> Mr. you know? Mr. Darcy. Oh. Like the, the, they say chivalry is dead. Yeah. You, you give me these lines. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know my joke about chivalry being dead. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pray yeah. tell, please. Well, I told it on the set. I think it was something like uh, women say chivalry is dead. I tend to agree with them. I think that's because women aren't romantic anymore. Yada, yada, yada. Women look at a bloke and they say, oh, Jesus, I want to fuck that dude. And that's the end game. And yeah. then men say, uh, men are much more, you know, go to much more of an effort. They will say, look at a woman and go, Jesus, I drink a liter of her piss just to see where it came from. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. and it's like, then you follow it up with, no, I don't know if that's romantic, but it is a gesture, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I know the one. <laughs> I'm really proud of that follow-up. That, yes, that's like, great. You know, because it's the, I feel like it just, it goes so perfectly because people are going to think, What's he, what, and that's the one thing I love. I love people, love to keep people guessing as to what I'm going to say next. Yeah. And that, saying that thing, drink a liter of her piss just to see where it comes from, <laughs> always gets them. They're like, yeah. what's he going to, and then you drop that and they're like, oh, well, yeah, didn't see that one coming. And then you follow it up with, now that might not be romantic, but it is a gesture. Yes. It's just like, I, I have to say, it's one of my prouder bits. It's one no, of my that's prouder good. bits. I, I love that bit. Thank you. Um, good lord, I think I'm I think I'm getting another thirst uh, fucking uh, message from another gay man. Um, fuck me. Fuck is that me. is that what he sent you? Um, he said fuck me. No, 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 no. But I can't wait to figure out where this thing's going, and I'm enjoying it. Like, if this is look, if this is the attention girls get from guys on the regular. Um, oh yeah, have you never seen a girl's Tinder? No. When they, when they, yeah, you, I've, yeah, my uh, friend, like, girls who are friends of mine, they, they show me their Tinder and it's just like, bip, 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 bip. like they have to turn their notifications off because it's just constant, constant, constant. Well, look, fair enough. Um, I, I, I'm getting the cop of it now too, and it's honestly alarming. Um, it's it's honestly alarming how many men find me attractive. Um, <laughs> I am kind of thinking to myself, women, pay attention because if I get to 40 and uh, one of you haven't jumped on this bandwagon by then, I might switch teams, you know, because... Did, do you ever feel like as a gay man, you would you would do so much better? Like Apparently, if you, if you I would switch, clean up. Like, I do so well in gay clubs. Like I get, I walk in and I just get people coming up to me and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm not gay. Yeah. I, but I, you know those gay conversion therapy places. Yeah. Where you can go and they go, oh, I'm I'm gay. I I I want to I, 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 yeah. I want to convert. I want to be straight. I want to go to one of them and say I'm straight, but I want to be gay. Yeah. Because I know I do so much better. Yeah. I I, do, I That's I want, a thought. I get so many people like, oh, can I buy you a drink? I'm like, mm. oh. I feel like sorry, we as a society like, are actually not that far away from that happening. Like, it's yeah. like to convert you to become gay. Look, <laughs> I, 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 to be, like they, these things do not work. No, I don't. <laughs> they, they just you go there as a gay man, and they and all they do is they make you hate yourself. Yeah, and well, and hate what just don't just be gay. It's it must be great. I'm no, jealous of gay you, people. You, you can't change people's sexual um sexuality, but you can get people to get on board with fetishes that they would not normally have. You can definitely do that. And while being gay is not a fetish, um, there are things, there, there are fetishes that are fairly, let's call them, sexually... I'm trying to find the right word here. Um, Strange. 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 Well, I've got a friend called Josh, and he's a furry. Well, there we go. He's um, into, yeah. He, he's into his furry. He's, yeah. And I, I don't judge. 
He likes to dress up as foxes and whatnot. Look, <laughs> I, don't, I don't judge either, but, you know, I... Shout out to Josh Bancroft Wilson, just saying. Just, <laughs> yeah, just completely throw... Yeah, he's going to yeah. get hate messages in his thing. You fucking disgusting... Well, he's, pr- he's proud of it. Like oh, he, he, he walks around in the street and he's like, with his tail hanging out. It's... it's I mean, I judge not lest he be judged. Fair enough. Yeah. Speaking of tails... Yeah. Um, to that woman who pulled my tail and, and tore it while I'm in the onesie, listen, people, I love it when people come up and talk to me in public. I, I'm a people's person. I love engaging with people. Don't pull the fucking tail when I'm in the onesie. Don't break the onesie. Yeah. Don't break the onesie. Okay, I'm going to need another one fairly yeah. soon anyway because that one, I put that one through the fucking ringer, all right? And and I don't appreciate people pulling the tail. Just don't fucking do it, all right? <laughs> Just don't. Pat me on the shoulder and say, I love your onesie. Just don't. Just don't pull it. Fuck that bitch, all right? She was actually very nice when I spoke to her, but fuck that bitch, okay? She put a little tear in the tail, and then there was that other cunt at the fucking nightclub who pulled it. And you know who you are, because I had to give you a very angry eye. I I, I, I don't mind you stroking the onesie. Right. That's okay. I don't mind you coming up and talking to me and asking me for some whiz psychedelic wisdom. I have lots to offer. <laughs> But do not pull do, the do not fucking pull the tail. tail. Did someone actually rip the tail clean off? Not take clean off, but there's a tear in it. There's a tear. Yeah, uh, and I'm just, I'm trying. I loved the onesie, by the way. Thank as you. As soon as I saw you, it, I was like, "This is this is fantastic. Yeah. This is such a good look." Yeah, I felt like Batman in that thing. <laughs> like I was on a different playing field that night. Gave me a new confidence on stage. I'm gonna wear it on every. I'm gonna wear it on stage every show now. Is this this is gonna be your thing? This is like my bandana. This is gonna be your thing. This is gonna be my. This thing. is gonna be your niche. Yeah, yeah. and. I'm not ashamed of it, you mm. know. Maybe I should be. Um, my parents, some of my family members say, Alex, you should grow up. And it's like, sorry, but uh, we die anyway, so why not stay a child, you know? Exactly, yeah. Precisely. <laughs> but, um, That's what I told the judge. <laughs> <laughs> I feel... Uh, Age is just a number. Yeah, damn it. I was worried that was where it was yeah, going Yeah, of course, it always mm. leads into that. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. no, uh, going back to the fetishes, mm. um, I was dating this girl and she... Sorry, I'm just trying a bit on you now. Go on. <laughs> but I'm just... It's, it's, a, it's a new bit that I want to try. Um, yeah, I was seeing this girl and she had a foot fetish. Oh, go on. I was pretty excited until I realised she meant she liked guys with 12 inches. Nice. It's... Uh, I like it. Yeah, it's... There's something there. Mm. I just... There's... I feel uh, like... I feel... Can I say something? Please be critical of it. The... What I think would work better for you? Yes. Yeah. Um, go with it more like... I dated a girl with a foot fetish. Um, but not like what is... Again, I, 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 this is going to need some work. But go with something more like... I dated a girl with a foot fetish. Um, but she has a foot long fetish. Not a foot shoe fetish, something right. like that. Because I right. feel like a twelve inch. It, do, do people get like? Th- is it metric system? And it's nothing to do with a metric system. So people people get that twelve inches mean is a foot. Like, exactly. Yeah, people, yeah, yeah, people yeah. get that. Yeah, people get That's that. what I'm worried about. The people might not be like what? No, no, oh, no. We're still measuring probably. penises in inches in and in inches. Country. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, we're mostly a metric system, but when it comes to uh, penises, yeah. we're all about the inches in this country. We, we haven't... Inches, I mean, I've got one, so it's just inch. Fair enough. But yeah. um, okay, well, speak for yourself. Um, this is an indiscriminate podcast, especially when it comes to the size of our penises. Yeah. Okay. 
Because again, I feel like the reason why you develop a sense of humour is because we because all of our small dicks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we have to have something to get them to sleep with. Precisely, us. precisely. And he's pouring himself another vodka. Jesus. Do I have a problem? Um. Well, not in this house. You my, don't. My therapist told me that I had a problem, but yeah. Look, I encourage. Um, <laughs> I encourage bad behaviour of all sorts. It's uh, it's funny. I feel I've loosened up a little bit since the first, the first sober ten minutes or however. Yeah, look, you know, we're talking about you know using babies as soccer balls and things like that. Just having fun with it, you know. I mean, of course, yeah. Let's be honest. We, yeah, just to be frank about something, we've all thought about kicking a child at one point in our lives. Every time I meet a child. Yeah, they, especially when they're at a certain age and a certain size. There's a certain period around three or four where the noise they make is so fucking annoying. You just want to use them as a speedball. We've not done it, okay? <laughs> I have never hit a child, but I've thought about it. It would be so satisfying. It really would. Oh, I wish it was allowed. Oh, man. And, and the other- you, 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 when you see when you see a, a, a mother shouting at a child in the supermarket, and they go, ah! and you just think, please hit them. Yeah. Please. Please. Please, yeah. Please just fucking punch them Even in the more so when a kid is carrying on in a shopping centre. And a mum is just quietly taking it, like the kids screaming and crying at nothing, and the and mum just, is just like patiently holding its hand. Oh, that's worse. Yeah, that's when they're doing nothing. Exactly. The, oh, it's the cinema. I've been in the cinema. I've been I've been watching a film, and there's a kid like cr- crying, and then just like asking questions to the mum, and I'm like, get out! Yeah. I, I kicked I kicked a woman's chair because she she was holding a baby that was crying. Yeah. And I kicked her chair, and I said. Get out! Yeah. And she said, she was like, oh, sorry, and left. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to enjoy the Minions movie. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Well, I, I, <laughs> Get look, the fuck out of it. Children below the age of 10 just shouldn't be allowed in public. Let's just be real. No, absolutely. Get yeah. out. No, I mean, this, 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 this is gonna, home. This is going to start delving into, like, it's not even funny. This is just, like, what I believe. Just, I hate kids. I'm not keen on them either. The kids in my own family, I, I love. I think they're great. But outside of that, they can get fucked. They can, and like, yeah. I, I work in a bar, and you were saying you worked in a bar. There is nothing more annoying than people who bring their kids to the bar and let their kids run wild in the bar. Well, that didn't happen to me. Like No no kids came into the bar I worked in. The kids come into luckily... the bar I'm working in because it's a family-friendly bar, which I don't mind. Because a lot of people bring their kids in, and their kids are perfectly well-behaved. They like they sit quietly. They're chilled out. Their parents engage with them. There's this one guy, Paul. He brings his daughter in a lot, and he's just patient with her. Like tells her, you know, jokes, and you know, and, and, and all of his attention is on his daughter. Right. And she's just this well-behaved, quiet little thing, quiet as a mouse, and sh- and she doesn't mind. There's this other fucking couple who bring their kids in and it's like they just take the fucking leashes off these kids. These kids run around, jump on fucking chairs, lock themselves in the toilet and it's like, listen, if I had a fucking cattle prod right now, you kids would be (laughs) copying it. Jab you in the fucking mouth. Fuck those kids. But even if they're well behaved, as soon as you see kids walk in, it's like someone walking in with bagpipes. You're thinking... Okay, okay, you're going to ruin my evening. I feel like that does a disservice to bagpipes because bagpipes as an outdoor instrument are quite... Yeah, it's an outdoor instrument, but if someone, wa- if someone walked into a restaurant with bagpipes, oh, you're thinking, yeah. someone, this, this, uh, 
they're not playing them now, but at some point in the night they're going to play them, mm. and I'm trying to enjoy my meal. Yeah. It's a little bit like that douchebag who brings a guitar on a camping trip to yeah. play around the park, <laughs> you know? Okay, here's Wonderwall. Yo, fuck that cunt! <laughs> oh. Someone actually asked me if I could play Wonderwall. I said maybe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that bombed. Fuck. No, no. I like it. I'm just, like trying, it. I'm just trying out bits and they don't work. No. I like it. I like it. Yeah. You can try anything you want on this podcast. Thank you. I'm not just trying out shit. I really like that. Mm. I've had a few vodkas. I'm feeling more comfortable now, right? I'm We're glad you are. The shit, yeah. Mm. Um, the fucking other what was the other thing I wanted to talk like while we're hating on children this is a great subject while we're I, discussing the hatred of children yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, guys Im- comment on Instagram comment on the Patreon comment on the Facebook how much do you hate children because to me they are borderline fucking like they're demons they're absolutely they're demons absolutely. sent from hell to torment us. I never want to have children I'm, I'm actually going to get a vasectomy Generally, I never want to have children in my life. I, f- I have mixed feelings just, about it. Yeah. I feel like I might change my mind someday, but it, that day is not anytime soon. No, I no, never change my mind. I, no. I hate... Like, sometimes you'll be like, oh, yeah, it's nice. Like, uh, you, you meet a kid and you're like, oh, okay, it's fun for like 10, ten, seconds. ten, ten minutes or whatever. Yeah. You can like throw a ball and play catch. And then they're just constantly looking for attention. Oh, sorry, I'm just getting. This, this is this is this is going to stop being funny and just be. I I I fucking with a passion. I fucking hate children. Mm. Like I get, you know those. Um, I don't know if they have it in Australia, but you can get those websites and it 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 shows you the like the locations of sex offenders. Yes. And it says like, okay, there's a sex offender lives at this address. Yes. I want to use that app to know where to live. Because I want to live next door to a sex offender. Right. So if one of my friends says, oh, are you having a barbecue? Is it all right if I bring my kid? I can say, well, oh, there's a sex offender that lives next door. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, gen- genuinely. Like I-, <laughs> I mean, I did not picture going to that length to avoid children. <laughs> genuinely a I respect, I respect I the hustle, despise you them. Know? I respect the I hustle. despise them. Yeah, they are, they are fucking little tormenting things. Like, like when I was watching, uh, do you know, you know, United ninety three? It's a it's a film about nine eleven. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was. Watching, I think I know where this is going. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, w- I was watching United ninety three, and it's the film about the the plane that fought back. Right. So they had the two the two planes that flew into the twin towers, and then the third plane they got information like oh they're flying these planes into the towers, so they fought the terrorist and they they crashed it into a into the into a field. Yeah. It's like well done. Well, when I was watching the film, I noticed, like, there's a, there's no babies on board. Yeah. So I, I googled it, and it turns out the youngest person on the plane that fought back was ninety was a 19-year-old student. And it made me think, I know, I know, because I've flown a lot, and I, I have never flown without a baby on board. Yeah. And I know that I'd have been walking onto that flight, looking down the aisle, going... There's no babies on this flight. This mm. is going to be the best flight ever. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure that's the reason they fought back. Yeah, because they were going nothing. I know there's a terrorist attack, but nothing is going to ru- ruin this otherwise perfect flight. Yeah, like, this is the only flight I've been on that there was. 
This is dark. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I like, like it. I'm sure I you know I'm this. Is this. A very funny bit. But, I, I, but I'm saying, I'm, sh- I'm sure that that's why the other two flew into the towers yeah. because there were babies on them flights mm. and they were going, fuck it, fly me into the building. Like, mm. I, I don't want to deal with this fucking crying child. I love that <laughs> bit because. Where our- have we delved into? We were talking about our favourite comedians. We were like, oh, yeah, Norm McDonald. We're having some fun with the podcast. Guy. And we've delved into, I want to fly into the towers because there was a crying baby on board. Look, I, <laughs> I remember I caught a flight to Sydney earlier this year to see a friend over there. And I, um, I, I was getting ready to sit on the plane and I was in the aisles. So yeah. I, I like the aisle seat because I'm someone who frequently needs to piss in flight. So I don't want to have to get, like, I don't want to have to fucking get through someone to do Squeeze it. Squeeze past someone. Exactly. Of course, yeah. Um, now, it was a three-seater plane. So like three seats per row. Yeah, yeah. It's and you, so, yeah, it was people. me and I was waiting in my seat and then this woman comes up with her two children. Now, she sat on the opposite she, aisle seat. She's next to the... Oh, so she, like right. the, the aisle, she's exactly. the other side, right. And then her two kids are next to me. No. And then I... And then no, I, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like... And then and she was like, oh, sorry, we'll just get past. And then I was like, yeah, do you want my seat? And she was like, oh, would you really mind giving it up? I'm like, no. It would be a huge fucking blessing if you took this seat from me. I, would I crawl, don't want to sit next to your I kids. I would crawl over broken glass exactly. to give you this fucking seat. I would rather Please. be stored in the cargo hold than sit next to these two fucking kids. All right? Honestly, your fucking seat is too close to them. So... Speaking <laughs> as far as your yeah, your yeah. flight thing go, your flight joke goes. I'd get. I off. agree totally. I'd get off if they were that close. Yeah, you're not I'd far say, off. I'd eh? say no. Oh. We're about to wrap up the podcast and do some plugs. Do you have anything you would like to plug? Your social um, media, any upcoming shows? Um, Smelly James. On Smelly Inst- James. Uh, Smelly James on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm performing at the Comedy Lounge tomorrow night. This won't be released. Anytime soon. So I'm performing at the Comedy Lounge uh, last week. Yep, that's uh, yep. about right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, um, uh, I've got a I've got a Facebook page called People That Look Like Adam Sandler. No, people oh, that yeah. sort people that sort of look like Adam Sandler but aren't, aren't Adam Sandler. People that look like Adam Sandler. People that sort of look like Adam Sandler but aren't Adam Sandler. Okay. Uh, follow that. That's that's doing all right at the moment. That sort of look, look like. Adam Sandler, but aren't Adam Sandler, but aren't Adam Sandler. This is such a fucking long one. Da-da, da-da. There we go. Da-da. You found it. You found it. Okay, join community. No, no, no. It's not. It's not a. Uh, it's not a group. It's a. It's a page. It's just me. Okay. Is it the let private, me, private? Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me, let me look at the page that you're following. Mm-hmm. Uh, Public, that one there? No, no, no. None of these. Okay, no, that's not that's not me. I'll send it to you. Okay, send it to me. Don't worry. Um, I I look forward to it. Um, yeah. real quick, I'm going to promote some shit. Um, guys, professional profeshi anal degen a rates. Um, we by the time this episode comes out, the uh logo will be up. So I'm excited to for you guys to see that. Um, as well as that, the show on the 18th of September at the Chesterfield Lounge next to the Bar Orient in Fremantle. Okay, it's going to be a great show. We've got uh, 
Luke Pachulio uh, MCing and, and Shash MCing. So we've got joint MCs for two halves of the show. We also have two 10-minute headliners, Sadi uh, Chalabi and Hayden Tuia. Uh, really, really uh, promising up-and-coming mics. I will also be making an appearance, don't worry. So for any fans out there who want to see the original professional degenerate, um, he will be making an appearance on that show too. Um, Tickets are $15 ahead. Um, You can find them on Eventbrite. And the links are on all my socials, Facebook and Instagram. More things coming there as far as content. Uh, I'm really, really excited to share it with you guys. Actually, by the time this episode comes out, it might that shit might be out. Yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. possibly. Okay, um, yeah, the the link in my bio takes you to the Spotify, takes you to Spotify for the podcast, Patreon, and uh, Eventbrite tickets. Fifteen dollars a ticket at the Bar Orient. It's a great bar. Stay for drinks afterwards. Um, more will come there. And this, guys, if you do this show and if the show goes well, it could become a regular thing at the Orient Bar. It could become like three shows a month sort of thing. With we might, I think we'll take one one show a week off, one show a month off, um, just for some other shit I have lined up. But guys, I'm really looking forward to it. Come down, so you're supporting the bar, you're supporting uh, local up and coming comics. And if this thing does well enough, I endeavor to pay all headliners and all MCs. So, you know, you're giving people their... A lot of these people are going to be getting their first paid comedy gig. So I really look forward to to giving them that. So come down, support it. 18th of September, Sunday night, 6 p.m., $15 a ticket. If you don't buy a ticket, you've got a small penis. Okay, that's just my two cents. So follow the socials, follow the fucking Patreon, follow the fucking podcast and come to the show 18th of September Sunday night or you have a small penis and or smelly vagina <laughs> I'm a marketing genius you are I love that those links were great yeah <laughs> I, really, I couldn't do that it's just shaming people into doing it no I loved it I, that was a very professional sounding link I was very impressed like okay this guy knows what he's doing I don't um, I kind of just... well you sound like you know what you're doing so yeah, yeah, yeah 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 I'm really just this bumbling fuckwit kind <laughs> just of... a bumbling fuckwit I yeah. love that expression I, I've <laughs> kind of just stumbled yes. from one mistake happy mistake to the next absolutely um, but it's working it's working. It's working very well. Um, guys, this has been the Profeshi Anal DGNA Rates with another episode with our friend Smelly James. Smelly James, thank you very much for having me. You're very I, welcome. I, I apologize for the first half because I was sober, but the second half I feel like I was I thought you did great in the first half. I Thank you. you. I, I was I was hungover. I hadn't had my morning drink, so yeah. The eleven third. That's I, I feel more loosened up now. I, that is an iconic part. That is an iconic episode. Ha- ne- ha- needing a vodka. Needing my vodka. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eleven a. Yeah, I haven't had my eleven a.m. drink yet. So. Love it. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Professional anal DGNA rates signing off. <laughs>